All right, folks, we want to welcome you to On The Hour Podcast. I am your host, AJ Kelly with the I. And Ann Devine is in a building, too. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ann Devine. How you doing, people out there? She been missing, y'all. So just in case you're wondering, you're right. You're right. We have not seen this woman for a while. So Happy New Year, Ann Devine. Happy New Year, Did you AJ sell a- Kelly. Well, thank you. <laughs> Did you sell a lot of wine? Um, in the new year, yes. I actually laid low on the new year. You did? Yep. I okay. didn't, I didn't do anything. Laid low for making money? And that was it. Yeah. For the last couple of, um, months, actually, I just been sitting back. Okay. Chilling? Trying to just recuperate myself. Any new year's resolutions? So the new year can be greater. Um, I'm not doing any resolutions. I'm going to, I'm going to follow my heart and my mind and let God take place. All right. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. That's what they say. All right. That sounds good. Um, 2022 was such a crazy year. Yes, um, it was. We, we had so many crazy stories going on. We lost so many good people. Mm. Oh, we lost Gangsta Boo. I really, I really liked her. Her funeral was yesterday. Uh, Memphis rapper. She was the first uh, female in 3-6 Mafia. Mm. You're familiar with that rap group. Mm. But yes, um, it's it just hit home so much because we around the same age, you know, we came up at, in the same era, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you can see yourself in people a lot because mm-hmm. women, we're not used to women our age like dying, Mm-mm. like and seeing us in caskets a lot, mm-hmm. even though you know some people have, but m- more than likely it's it's men, and, and it hit different when it's a woman. In the prime, you know, mm-hmm. no children, just mm-hmm. you know, and and actually was having some type of resurgence, a comeback, you know. Wow. So anyway, uh, R.I.P. Gangsta Boo and everybody wow. else we lost. Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah a few. Right. Yeah. Oh man, Tina Turner. Mm. That was my girl. Tina I, Turner. <laughs> man. All right. <laughs> so anyway, folks, we got a great guest on the show. I know I promised you an awesome roster for 2023, so we're going to try to uh, spearhead that and get it, get, it, get it going. We have a guest today calling in from Orlando, Florida area. Her name is Tiffany Washington. Hey. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hey, welcome. what it do, what it do? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like that trio, both of them, Diamond and Silk. She sound like both of you're them. You're so crazy. <laughs> One of them died, though, but that ain't you. What's up, Tiffany? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to maintain this 2023. It's already starting off. Yeah, that's the beginning. Already huh? starting off. It's a little bumpy for you? A little bit. Not, not, not too much that I can't handle, but a little bit. A little something, something. You need to go sit down and relax for a little bit. Okay. Well, I know me and you and uh, Ann Devine were discussing uh, some issues, some uh, bipolar uh, stories that you had that you'd like to share with us uh, coming from a mother perspective, mother-child. Because a lot of times, you know, we just dealing with, you know, our peers, but we actually have your point of view on today. So that's awesome. I want to hear from you. Um, tell me a little bit about like one of the first 
times you noticed a deviation in your daughter's behavior? And how old was um, she? She was about 15, 16 years old. And I noticed, um, like, during, I live in, in Florida, so it's always hot. And I noticed she would wear long sleeve shirts all the time, but I didn't think anything of it. I thought she was just a teenager just um, wearing whatever she wanted to. So my little cousin pulled me to the side one day and said that my daughter was cutting herself. And I was like, what? So I go to my daughter's room and I pull up her sleeves and sure enough, she was cutting herself. So I took her to a psych facility and they said to just monitor it because they didn't know if it was, um, if she was really, really cutting herself or if it was a fad or a phase that was going on with teenagers at the time. So that was like my first thing. And I kept, I kept it in the back of my mind. So then she stopped cutting. But what, well, how was her attitude during that time? Was she saying anything like, yeah, I did it. You know, I feel this kind of way or what, what was her, you know, talk like? When I found out about it, she was just like, mind your business. This hmm. is not your body. This is my body. She was upset at my cousin. She didn't speak to my, my little cousin for a while because she told her. But she was just like, like not very nonchalant about it. And then, she, of course, she was upset because I took her to the psych facility and she had to stay there for like three days. Um, so she didn't speak to me when she came out, but then eventually we started talking and, but she was still just very isolated. She just wanted to be by herself. Didn't really want to talk too much about anything. Okay. So, yeah, another incident was, um, she had went away to college and she was, she was by herself for the first time instead of being with me. And she went to a predominantly black college and, things just started getting weird. Whenever she would come home, it would be something like just different. She wouldn't really speak. She would be isolated. She wouldn't really talk to her siblings. Were um, you trying to like so pull teeth, on. like to get information about her life? Like, yes. Okay. Yes. And she kept saying everything was good. Um, don't worry about it, mommy. It's just because school and school is difficult. And um, I said, okay, so one day she had called me. Um, let me think about this for a second. One day she called me and she was crying on the phone. And um, I was like, well, what's wrong? And she was like, I don't know. Something is wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong. So I was like, okay, when, um, when this um, spring break, just come home. So then she said, okay. So she came home during spring break and she still was just like, stay isolated, kept crying, was extremely depressed. And I'm like, well, what's going on? So she went to my brother's house in North Carolina. I think I was like, well, maybe just a different scenery. Um, She went to my brother's house and then she told my brother a little bit about what was going on. She said that her body just didn't feel right. She kept being one minute. She would just be all over the place, buying a whole bunch of stuff, um, just sporadic behavior. Um, and then another time, then she'll be real depressed. Now she's so telling my you brother, this or somebody else is telling you? She, she told, she told my brother, her uncle. Okay. So she was she in North Carolina. This information. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he was like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Let's go to the doctor and see about getting some medication. Hmm. And you, you still didn't know about it. I thought so. 
Um, she was gone for a second. Oh, we lost our guest? Yes. And bunch more issues. Can, can you repeat that that last part? You you said that he um he he told her let's get some medicine. Yeah. Now, did you know? Yeah, let's go to a doctor. Did, okay, so you you were in on this conversation as well. Let's go get a doctor. He was talking to you as well. No, he was talking to her. Just her. He okay, didn't so tell he me. He told you what happened. Just her. Afterwards. Okay. Yeah. So that's when um, we found out that she was self-medicating herself with mm. K2. Um, she, the, with her bipolar, well, at that time, she didn't know she was bipolar. She just knew something was wrong. And then with her doing the K2, K2 mimics the schizophrenia, so it made it even worse. Mm-hmm. So then she, um, in her mind, when she was with her uncle, they were they were going to um, on like a little family trip to D.C. So they went to um, to Walmart, and she just started acting up. And so my brother's like, "Well, what's wrong with you?" She started with the sporadic behavior, and then she was like, "I'm not leaving this Walmart." So my brother's like, "Listen, we got to get home." She was like, "No, I'm not leaving this Walmart." So then um, my brother, he called the cops on her. What was she doing, to get her though? Out of the Walmart. What was she, she doing, was just sitting there. She, allowing herself not to oh, be her, physically she moved? She didn't want to leave. Right. So she was going to do anything. She, just, she, didn't she just said she didn't, she didn't trust him. Um, mm. She didn't trust the situation. She, didn't want, she just wanted to stay there and wait for my father to come and pick her up. So did she, now, at that moment, did she not George. realize who your brother was? Or did she just... She, um, was she lucid that entire time? She knew what she was doing. No, no, she no. Was delude- no. She, she was delusional. Okay. She was. Okay. She was in psychosis at yeah. that time. That's what they call that. Yes. Like when you're just like a zombie kind of, and you don't really realize yeah. it. Okay, so she didn't even know what she was. It was obvious. Yes. Okay. So um, the cops came and they said that they were going to arrest her for trespassing. Um, she was like, she didn't care. So they, um, put her in handcuffs or was trying to put her in handcuffs. And then she started fighting the cops. Mm. It was four cops. Um, she, she was like really fighting them and it took all four of them to hold her down. Um, and they put her in the back of the police car and she started kicking the windows out of the police car and messing the police car up. I can curse. No, <laughs> yeah. but I got you. I, I get it. She was effing that car up. And thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah okay. So, all right, all right. I just wouldn't care. Yeah. yeah, so she was she was messing the car up pretty okay. much. Um, so then they, they arrested her. She went to jail. Um, she stayed in jail for about a month and a half. They had to put her in the psych facility in the jail instead of general population. Uh, she was um, fighting the inmates that was in there. She was fighting the nurses. Um, then she finally came out. Now, hold on. She um, got trumped up charges, too, didn't she? Because the cops don't have sensitivity training. They didn't kill her, thank God. That's a blessing. But didn't they yes. give her extra charges, I'm sure? Because they don't know how to handle it. So. Yes. They just say, oh, so you was they, trying to beat me did. up. So that's assault, like, exactly. of a police officer. Okay. So, so she's they, dealing they with extra stuff. Her, yes. So they gave her, um, um, what was it, fighting, fighting the, the cops, this orderly conduct. Destroying um, police property. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like four different charges. I can't remember, but pretty much all of those were. That, that's what they were. 
so she finally she came home. Um, you said they took, took her to the psych ward. In the in the in the, the jail. Oh, yeah. oh, they locked they her up her in, in there in a psych area. ward, away from I everyone yeah. until it was time for her to leave. Can't be in general population. Yes. I got gotcha. you. Something is wrong. Okay, so she kind of with her body, mm -hmm. but she realized she that realized I'm doing something wrong. I'm not right. supposed to be doing. Well, she you fight it. I'm she caught. Fight the urge, but she felt that yes. something was wrong. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And she said that she didn't want to feel like that anymore, so she wanted to end her life. Mm. Um. So I, I'm screaming and hollering. I take her to um. I take her to the psych facility. Again, she stays in the psych facility and get her on medication. Um, and everything is kind of okay. And then all of a sudden, like maybe a couple months later, she starts feeling like, I guess they needed to recalibrate her medication because she started feeling that way again, where mm -hmm. she was extremely depressed or um, she would just be all over the place, mm -hmm. like just very hyper and stuff. Like so hypomania time, or just mania? Like, hi yes. Hypomania. Ma mania. Mania. It's all beyond. It's, yeah, it lasts longer, right? But hypomania yes. is more episodic, right? This is what they say. Yes. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not sure which one, but I know she was getting ready to go to work. And it was taking her a while because I had to drive her to work. And then I went into her room and she had shaved her head, um, completely bald. And she opened up her Bible and she took a razor blade and she slit her throat. Um, and so we had to, we were screaming and called 911. They came and they got her and put her back in the psych facility. Um, and then, of course, they started recalibrating her meds again. Um, and then whenever her meds are recalibrated, blah, 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 she, um, she's fine, but it doesn't last long. So, so she, they have she needs something really heavy at some point then if it's not working that long. Yes. Yes. So they have her coming back every so, they, so many weeks or months now then, right? Instead of waiting until it gets yes. to that point where it's so bad for her to have to come back, they should be having her come back to just to, you know, check her out again and make sure she's okay. Like, that just makes sense. It yes. sounds like mania because they're saying that the symptoms are more severe. Yeah, mania will yeah. be yes. way more. And last longer. They're more intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. what what was she diagnosed with? Um, bipolar. Mm -hmm. One Just or bipolar. two. So is it one? It must yeah, be one. one. It's one. I'm. Yeah, I'm not sure about one or two, but I know she's diagnosed with bipolar. Okay. She's and officially diagnosed. That that's it. As it far as I'm one. concerned. Yes. Wow. Okay. Because that it, it seems so severe. Uh -huh. You know what I mean. But mm, mm, that's mm. how it is. So she tried to slit her throat right oh, in God. front of you. What what type of what what were you doing? 
Like, did you I see was, her, I, like, I, raise I, her arm to her neck? Like, how did that go? We lost you. So she have a chemical imbalancement. Yes, and she slid her throat. Wait, wait, it I'm was sorry. Blood everywhere. Hold on, you went out. Tell me what was going through huh? your mind, and did you see her like re like raise her hand up to her throat? Like, what? How did that situation go down? We missed it. Okay, so I went into the room to find out what was taking her so long to get ready for work, and I realized she shaved her head. And I was like, what are you doing? Why did you do this? And then that's when she raised, she, she picked up her um, razor blade and she said, don't worry, I'm going to a better place. I don't like this feeling anymore. And she slit her throat in front of me. It was blood everywhere. Hmm. I grabbed her neck um, and I screamed for my boyfriend to call 911. 911 came, she went to the hospital, they stitched her up and they sent her to the psych facility and she was there for about a month. Wow. And she still to this day has she still has the, the scar on her neck. Wow. And was she she was somewhat aware though. But were you looking at a zombie when you were talking to her when she was trying to cut her neck? Was she no I'm going to yeah. a different place? Was that a zombie like type yeah. of that was that it was, wasn't yeah. her. That was not my daughter. Yeah, it wasn't it was her. not her. Um, what happens is if it's a chemical imbalancement, that means that your brain cells exactly. has changed, it's yeah. shifted some kind of way. So you're not thinking regular. It's something else taking place of your thoughts. Um, so uh -huh. when, a, when something like that happens, you're no longer there. So I could just imagine her feelings, her emotions was there. Like she felt stuff, but it was overcompensated by the emotions of depression. Um, and yes. her brain cells combating each other like oh i, I, I want to do something better but i can't do nothing better why are you trying to do better like i could just imagine being in that situation um and i'm sure for you it was very traumatic um there's a traumatizing yeah. situation for both of you yeah do she talk about i that? still have nightmares i know you um do. she she does she not anymore um when it first happened we would talk about it a lot and she would apologize and she just said that she wasn't she wasn't herself mm. um and now she goes to the doctor frequently mm. like once a, she goes to the doctor the psychiatrist once a month to make sure that her meds are okay and she speaks to a therapist once every two weeks and i was going to ask you this now when she talks to therapists period are they talking about what could have led up to her having so much depression in her? Um, or do they just talk about now, like life? Like, what does she like in life? Because I noticed with my son, this is something different. But when my son um, went through the, the episode with his father telling him to kill himself, he went through a phase where he would have so many emotions like depression was sitting so heavy on him. And so when he took him to the hospital, when I took him to the clinic, to therapist, I had to tell them I prefer for him them to talk to him like he's a regular person, but let him be let him explain to you how he feel. Let him come out with what he thinking because a lot of times if they're guiding the conversation, you're not going to get what you're looking for, or you're not going to be able to help that person. So I'm yeah. asking that for exactly. that purpose. Yeah. So they they would talk about like in the beginning they would talk about. Why would she feel that way? Why did she fight the cops? Why did she try to, 
to why did she try to commit suicide? So she said in her mind, when uh, let's go back to the cop situation. In her mind, she thought the cops were trying to take her organs. So she was fighting for her life. Right. And that's why she was destroying everything. Um, as far as like when she slit her throat, she said that she just didn't want to feel that way anymore. Mm -hmm. So now when she goes to the therapist, I try to give her her space because she is an adult. So I try not to um, like overstep my boundaries. That's that's their their session one on one. And she has to um, she has to tell the therapist it's okay for the therapist to tell me what's going on in their session. But I talk to the therapist. Yes. So I'll tell them like what's going on in the house and they know where to, where to start the conversation. But as far as what's actually being said, I I try to give her her, her privacy uh, and have her try to figure it out on her own per se to say I'm there for her. But she is at a certain age where she's going to have to learn how to balance these emotions on her own. Hmm. So I give I, I give her her space for that. So I do want to take it back a little bit because when I asked um, about your traumaticness that came out of this, how you feel, your trauma, um, and I didn't give you a chance to answer that because I want to ask, you know, where they, what kind of um, therapy she was into. But um, I can hear in your voice um, as you're speaking that it still really hurts you. And I'm sure it does. It's, I don't think for a parent, I am a parent of five. I could just imagine that happening in front of my face. I don't know how I would feel. I don't know how I would be able to cope through life seeing that happen to my child um, over and over and over and over again. So I'm going to go back, like I said, and I want you to tell me how you feel. Um, I, I still have nightmares. Um, I still worry about her. Um, whenever I feel like she's having an episode, I kind of, I'm like, well, maybe you need to talk to someone. And then she's like, no, I'm not having an episode. Like I'm overprotective because I don't want it to happen again, but I'm trying to give her her space so she can understand what she's feeling. Um, but I'm still, I walk on eggshells every day. Yeah. Because at, at any time, every, every this can go south. Any time. Yeah. It can I, go again. I just imagine. When you talk to her, though, um, how does she sing? Does she feel like, not does she feel, does she speak as if um, she don't want it to happen um, again? Or does she speak as if she know it will happen again? And the, I'm, I'm going to tell she, you why I asked that, too. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, she she speaks she speaks as if she she doesn't want it to happen again, mm. but she knows without therapy, counseling, and the medication, it will. And that's why, and I it ask. scares her also. So do oh, um, that's good. She's she knows it. Yeah, so she and, knows. Yeah, it gotta scare them. Yeah, yeah. Once it scares them, scared. she she can she'll get help and she'll want help for it. Right. But the thing about mm. it is, um, if she wasn't scared then that means that there's a good chance that it can go back the other way. But if she's, yeah, she's scared, scared. So that's she might not want to go that route again. But at the same time, yes, stand prayerful. I believe in God, so I do say stay prayerful. prayerful. Um, but um, 
you do have to have those conversations with her. You have to know, let her know, honey, I'm here with you regardless of what's going on. Anytime you're feeling like something's going on with you, you have any thoughts that's not right or whatever, um, just come and sit, talk, sit and talk to me. Um, like I had to do with my son. I'm telling you, when he went through this situation, when he tried to kill himself, it was the most horrible things ever thing ever and I just stayed in his mind I just kind of guided him um in his mind to let him know that he's worthy he's worth more than everything he's been through and no matter what happens I'm gonna love you and you know things of that nature and sometimes just that heartfelt feeling can make them feel a little different you know um and I'm gonna throw that out there to you because honey right now y'all both need love y'all both need each other to yeah. hug on each other more and just yeah you. just let y'all know even if y'all have to take a moment, just go get your nails done. Just sit down and have, you know, have some time together. You know, it's just, it's very, very important right now. I want to know this though, Tiffany. So when, uh -huh. when you talk to her about what's going on, right? Is she real smug about it? Or is it arrogant? You know, is she talking arrogantly like, yeah, I did. You know, like what's her attitude towards, you know, um, the negative, you know, behavior. Uh, she it's it's all over the place. Sometimes she's okay with it. Sometimes she's like, I'm not bipolar. They can't tell me I'm bipolar. I'm normal. Like okay. some denial type thing. Defense. Sometimes she's like, okay, I am I am bipolar mm -hmm. and I want help. Sometimes is she doesn't even trust me. Mm -hmm. She'll get so depressed to the point where she trusts no one. Tell me about the Thanksgiving. Okay. So, um, she had just came out of the facility when she slit her throat. And we were doing Thanksgiving. And so, she at that point, she said that she did not want to eat meat. She wanted to be vegan. So, I said, okay. So, we made, I made two separate Thanksgiving dinners. And, and One this is just out was the blue, out right? Eating, this spontaneous. Out the blue. Right? Out the blue. Because she's having yes. an episode. This is just not uh, ordinary yes. behavior for her. She's like, you know what? I'm not eating meat today. <laughs> no meat. Like, so she's in her frenzied state mm -hmm. and she don't want no meat today, right? So I just want to make that clear so we can paint a picture. Like, we're, you know, that this is not normal behavior for her to just be up and like, I don't want meat today. So she's making things no. difficult. It, it, yes, she's making it difficult, but in her mind, she's not. Right. Is it makes perfect it's, sense. Absolutely. So the, the sense whole sense. thing, the whole thing with the her not eating meat is she was going, she had just finished having an episode. Her meds was still kind of being calibrated. So she was ready to leave the facility, but she wasn't really ready yet. So in her mind, she didn't trust me. And she thought that I was giving her human meat. Hmm. So she didn't eat meat at all. Wow. Just to make sure I wouldn't give her human meat. And I'm trying to talk to her and like and I kept saying, Well, where am I getting this human meat from? Like trying to have her make sense she's of suspicious. it. And she's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very she was just, she, yes. So I just said, you know what? I'm not giving you any meat. So I I she had her own little separate um section in the refrigerator, uh, where there was no meat, there was no everything was vegan. How long did that? Then how long did it take place? It it probably took place maybe about maybe about six months. Oh wow! Okay, well, she didn't want any meat. Completely any meat because delusional. Right. 
just delusional. Nice. Yes. And, and they're so and illogical in that state. You know, yes. it's nothing you can say. The sky is red. It's not blue. Yes. It's red. Yep. Yeah, I get it. And then you just, you just go with it and you say, you know what? The sky is red. Because the more and more you try to explain to them that the sky is blue, the more and more they go against you. Right. So I just said, okay, fine. I said, well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not giving you human meat, but how about this? We just won't eat meat, period. Hmm. And so she was like, okay, and she became vegan. But then afterwards, um, after the six months, when her episode and, and her mess was calibrated and everything was fine, me and her, we laugh about it. She was like, mommy, where was you getting this human meat from? I said, I don't know. You tell me. Wow. But during that during that time, you could not. There was nothing you could say because it was already in her head mm -hmm. that that's what I was doing. But when y'all laugh or about not me, it, even when we even when we go to a restaurant, anything that she got from the restaurant, it couldn't know me. Wow. So when you guys laugh about it, she owns it completely. She does. And she says that she wasn't, she wasn't in her right mind. She says, sometimes, mommy, I can't tell you what's going on in my head. Because mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on in my head. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I know me and Shantae, we were trying to, we were discussing in an earlier episode, I didn't even put it out, but we were talking about uh, Shanquilla Robinson and how vulnerable she was, that whole situation uh, with the young lady, uh, the hairdresser uh, paid for all her friends to go to Mexico and they end up stabbing her in the back and uh, she came home in a body bag. Everybody came home, made up a, you know, made up a lie and said um, she died from alcohol poisoning when in fact they videotaped them stomping her into a bloody pulp and she never made it home alive. All right, so that's the story, just catching everybody up on that. But what we were saying is, you know, those kids that did that, are sick in the head so much. They are like, mm -hmm. these are serial killer type individuals, this type of behavior, mm -hmm. this type of psychopathic, yeah. so sociopathic, you know, um, type of behavior, right? Because they had no empathy yeah. for this young lady, even though she got them there. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Everything. Supposed to be a friend. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she was necessarily just vulnerable. But I think mm -hmm. that these people definitely didn't have her best interests at heart and had some type of something going on. Mm -hmm. you, you can't just get back and make up a story. Well, yeah, yeah she tripped and fell and now she's dead. No, no. What happened? Yeah. What no. happened? And mm -hmm. I was mentioning that the young lady had to see some red flags. I'm sorry. You had to see some red flags. Something so showed you something for you to even pitch in and take this trip with them and knowing that, because I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. At some point, everybody show you something. Acceptance. Thank you. Well, erase all of that. Yeah. Time. A lot of times, acceptance. Yeah, acceptance. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to be accepted in anything, yeah. you'll pay no attention to everything, just so you can get something. But in this case, the young lady went with her friends, and they can lie and be deceitful to her, they to tell her. her family that she... Overdose? Well, she took what was it, alcohol, uh, alcohol poisoning? poisoning, and and that's kind of hard. Life is gone. It's hard to. It ain't hard to do. Oh, well, life, not easy. Not easy. On. It's not hard to People do. People get it hazed. Happens. 
and but don't, and it if don't you happen. My friend, but a few people will die from it. You feel me? Yes. Yeah. But if you my friend, yeah. and you 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 put me in a situation like this, and we all here together, I'm the only one that's sick. I'm the only one to die. I'm the only one that drunk this alcohol that all of us been drinking. Thank you. So the moral of the story is, you being of vulnerable uh, mind, mm. you have to watch. Not you know. You have to watch the people around you, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And that's gonna segue. I got into, another. We have. I a, got another story. I know. I wanted to oh. segue into that story because oh. your daughter had a similar situation, right? Yes. Right, and it's so like she's, she's always, already she's vulnerable. vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? That's all yes. I'm saying. Mm. And, and that you really gotta yes. watch who you around because Shanquilla Robinson was not supposed to die. Mm -hmm. However, no. you know she was around. Some real Devious, ill people. Evil people. Very evil and very mm -hmm. ill. And she was naive. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know yes. a lot of times, you know, that coupled with the substance, whether it's alcohol, K2, mm -hmm. marijuana, whatever it's going to be, is going to compound mm -hmm. the issue, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. Tell us what happened with your daughter. It was a similar situation. Okay, so this is where my daughter kind of was about to be diagnosed with bipolar. So she didn't know what was going on. Her, um, the school that she was at, they were doing K2. That's when she started self-medicating. She thought it was just regular weed, not knowing that it wasn't regular weed. Um, they kept on, like, giving her the K2, even though she, she thought it was weed. They thought it was funny. Uh, one situation, she went to a party. They rolled up blunts for everyone. Um, gave her, I don't even know what they put in hers, and but gave a it blunt, to her. She, for our guests, a blunt, a blunt is yeah. marijuana rolled in a cigar. That's it. Nothing, nothing yeah. crazy. A blunt. Go ahead. Yeah, a blunt. So um, she she was with her so-called quote-unquote friends. Uh, they videotaped her because she's now going out of her mind, stripped herself in her bra and panties and is running around campus mm. in the bra and panties and they're laughing videotaping her. Wow. But this is after she was As betrayed a, though, right? Yeah, this is this is the 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 betrayal. This is like the the one part of the betrayal. Then okay. it was it just kept on it kept escalating like and I kept telling her these friends are not your friends. Mm. These friends are not your friends. But she wouldn't listen because this is her first time being away from her mom and she's in college and these friends she thinks are her friends are not and the videotape went all around it went viral all around the, the college people were laughing at her oh and God. that didn't help with her diagnosis of the bipolar so i moved her of course out of that um that college and put her in a different one so that goes on in the as well so all this took place and then she started having delusions and things of that nature. It started getting yeah. worse afterwards. After the K2. Yeah. Well, it wasn't mm -hmm. just that K2, though, guys, honestly. No, no, Think no. about what I'm saying. Yeah. It was the K2 as well. But when you have people that is laughing at you, recording you, putting you on any kind of um, media or yeah. whatever, 